Welcome everyone to Our Personal Interests, where we talk about, well, whatever the hell we want. As a game master, that sounds awesome. I mean, I can just like bring a bunch of character sheets to uh, any event. I could go to a library and run the run a game with a bunch of pregens. That's that yep. sounds awesome. Well, we're actually going to put out a bunch of pregens even before we put out the the Kickstarter. Uh, so at Gen Con this year, uh, fingers crossed, at Gen Con we will have the Sentinel Comics RPG starter kit for sale. Um, even before the Kickstarter, even before the Sentinel Comics RPG is on Kickstarter. Uh, and the, what we're doing is we've got a starter kit that has, uh, it's, it's actually a ton of content for a starter kit. It, it's got 13 booklets. One booklet is a how to play booklet. Um, and that is like all your rules and everything you need to know, both for a player and the GM side of things. Um, then there's six booklets that are the Freedom Five plus their, their intern Unity. So it's six character sheets in booklet form because it has lots of extra information in it. Um, and so there's, 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 there's those six. Uh, character, there's those six booklets, which are six characters. And then there's six adventures. It's an entire adventure path, essentially. So it's six issues, um, that you play through. Each one of them is a full session, um, that you would record on your character sheet. So that by the time you have played through the entire thing, you will have, you will collect all those into a collected trade at the end. And the point of these six issues is it teaches like all the different things you need to know um, over the course of it. And it also uh, kind of gives you a what the story transition is from the Sentinels of the Multiverse card game to the RPG. If you've never played the card game, don't worry. You don't need to worry about that. You can totally le- learn on the fly. If you have played the card game, you didn't care for it, but you're at least somewhat interested in the story. Good news. These all work just fine. Uh, it's it's a new sort of thing. And, and of course, if you're a... a, a an old fan of Sentinels of the Multiverse, or a new fan of Sentinels of the Multiverse, uh, you will still uh, recognize a lot of the things that are going on there. But it's a it's a new and exciting and different world now. So this is kind of our way of saying, here's the story transition, but also here's this here's all this content. Here's the whole game essentially. Um, it doesn't have character creation because it's got six regions, but it shows you, shows you how the game is played and how the game works. Because I don't want people coming to the Sentinel Comics RPG. Um, with the wrong expectations. Um, I, as we've talked about before, the Sentinels fan base is vast and amazing, and they're wonderful people. Um, I, I love all of the fans of Sentinels that I've met, and it's been fantastic just getting to do this all these years. But it also means that I feel like I have a level of stewardship and a level of responsibility mm-hmm. that when I'm putting out a Sentinels product, that I, that I'm not like trying to pull the wool over somebody's eyes here. I'm not, I'm not trying to like just, take people's money or anything here. And so before I put out this Kickstarter in which there's going to be the potential to put a bunch of money into this Kickstarter if you want to, between all the books that we're making and some of the, there's a couple of vanity pledge things that we're doing, but I want people to be going into this with their eyes open and knowing what they're getting because this RPG isn't for everyone. Um, You guys have played RPGs and RPGs are contentious. There might be within a single gaming group. There's probably a lot of opinions about what are, what are the right RPGs and the wrong RPGs and the right play style and the wrong play style. That's absolutely true. (laughs) Right. And so I want to make sure that people don't 
have their expectations in one direction or another. The people know what it is they're kickstarting. So we're putting out this starter kit. We're putting out all this information in advance of the Kickstarter so that you can buy it, you can play it, you can uh, you can GM it, you can run all those things, you can dig into all this stuff. And then when the Kickstarter comes up, you know, you're not like, well, I'm going to back this because I trust Greater Than Games. They'll do a good job. Look, you can trust us to do a good job, but I want you to have faith that you want this product. Um, so nice. that's so, what we're doing. So pretty much what I gathered from all that is that I have to make it to Gen Con, right? No, no, no. <laughs> you don't. This is the other thing is I wanted to make sure that we had good coverage on this. Um, I actually just a few weeks ago went to the Gamma Trade Show, which is a retailer industry trade show, and talked to a ton of retailers there, letting them know, hey – these distributors have already agreed to carry the starter kit so you can get it because the, the, the release date, the, 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 there's a word for this in the industry. Shipped, it's not ship date, whatever. The day that they're allowed to, my mind is too full of comic book terms. Um, oh, nice. The day, the street date that they're allowed to put out the, the books for sale is Thursday of Gen Con. So people that are at Gen Con, day one of Gen Con, they can pick up the starter kit. If you're not at Gen Con, great. Day one, Thursday of Gen Con, go to your gaming store, and there's a good chance that the Sentinel Comics RPG starter kit is going to be on the shelf. And if you want to make sure, if you're listening to this podcast out there in Radioland, and you want to make sure that you can get this, before that, go to your gaming store and tell them, hey, tell uh, get, get some copies of this from the distributor because I will at least buy one. Um, it's going to be $20 for 13 booklets worth of content. Um, and it's going to tell you all the answers. It's going to answer all the questions people are going to have about what the, what the Sentinel Comics RPG is. Um, and we want it to be available everywhere because that's how I would want to do it. That's how I, that's, I like, I don't know that I'd be going to Gen Con every year. I certainly wouldn't be going to Gen Con every year if I didn't have a gaming company. It's, it's a hassle. Um, and so making sure that that content is available for everyone, uh, is important to me. And, and I thank you for it because uh, I look forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. <laughs> $20 for all of that? Yeah. Holy cow. Sign me and up. That's, yeah, and that's before the Kickstarter even comes out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. We are not even the, – the starter kit's not even going to be a thing that people can get through the Kickstarter because it's such a different thing and we, like – I don't know. We, the, the important part for us is making sure that people get – get all the content they need. Um, and the other cool thing is that the starter kit takes place in time. Uh, as I mentioned, it's the bridge between the RPG and the, and the uh, card game. So essentially the starter kit story and character sheets um, happen six months ish after oblivion. And then this, the RPG itself starts the story of the RPG starts um, in uh, like a six months after that. So the starter kit stuff is essentially like a, uh, a, a prologue or a chapter zero um, in that it's, it's taking place in between. So the, the character sheets that will be in the book um, for the Freedom 5 and Unity uh, will be slightly different from those that are, uh, that are in the uh, starter kit. I think you just sold my wife on, um, on the starter kit. Yes. <laughs> like, and, um, uh, I guess this means I'll be running this way sooner than I thought I would. Oh, t- Tim, you're going to be running it in two locations. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So, Ed, I-, I think you had some questions. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait a second. Tim, no. No, Tim. You do not pass that ball to him without me asking my card question first. 
Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I know I once, that, once that ball is passed, that's it. It's completely out of my hands. You're, you know, you're Tim, right. you right. said no daggers today. <laughs> there you are no, no daggers today. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm pretty much caught up. I gotta listen to the the Tachyon app, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. And, and so I listened to the Mister Fixer app, and I wanted to see if a question I had came up, and it didn't come up. Okay. And so this is my question, right? Sure. In the Rook City deck, there is a card called Blighted Streets. Ah, I know what your question is. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, the, so it's essentially there's like a family. And for anyone who doesn't have the card sitting right in front of you, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a there's a family. They, they look like they're kind of rich. They look like they're about to be robbed by somebody. And like the card detail on the bottom. It's pretty much Mr. Fixer saying this kind of thing happens all the time and I'm not going to help them. Yeah. So for a while before like the villains deck came out, I was always kind of questioning and I didn't know enough about the Wraith's past. So I was like, I wonder if this is like the, like almost like an origin story for the Wraith. Mm-hmm. But I mean, after listening to the Wraith's episode, I was like, no, that can't be. Could it possibly be like an origin story for Ermine? It is. Nice. Yeah, that little girl will someday become Ermin. Um, <laughs> and and that quote from Mr. Fixer is, as you listen to the Mr. Fixer episode, um, you le- learned that there was a, a wide swath of time in which he said, "Nope, I'm not fighting anybody. I'm not dealing with any of this. This this city is the way it is, and I'm just taking care of myself and my shop." Um, and that was during that period of time for him where he was like, "Nope, there's no point in fighting back. This place is just just the worst." And <laughs> Does he know it? Does he know like that? Like he made that? No, no, he he's an, he's unaware. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, because that's been gnawing at me since that card. Since the first time I saw that card, it's been like gnawing at me. Yeah, I think um, that we. So we didn't. Uh, um, I remember this when you when you started listening to that card. I was like, ah, I know this question is. Um, we pushed that question to the. There's a, a vengeance five, a vengeful five episode that's going to come out um in the nice. not too distant future and um we were like eh, this is sort of a mr fixer question but really this is an ermine question so we're going to push it to there that's cool so it, it's going to come up nice yep. that's really cool but you got a preview now <laughs> so, okay ed thank you i feel better now all right <laughs> anything that can make your day better be Oh, thank you. I, right. Wow, I usually don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. Anyhow, uh, keeping in tradition with our more relaxed interviews, I have just a few questions, and this is addressed to everyone listening in, as in Tim, Brian, and Chris, myself included. Um, I'm only going to make it three questions, but they are a bit thought-provoking. So take your time. No rush. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Question one. If you were given the option to join either the Justice League or the Avengers, who would you join and what would your job be? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got it. Got it. All right. I would join the Avengers. Um, okay. And my job, I assume that by joining the Avengers, I don't get, I just, I don't automatically get powers, right? No, like you I'm, don't get I'm powers automatically. Yeah, you're right. still you. Cool. Yep. Love it. No, uh, I, I would join the Avengers as a chronicler. Oh, nice. Well done. Yeah, nice. I would I would nice. love to be like working there, 
with them. Not like I'm not going to get in big fights with them. Like I can I can actually hold my own in a fight. Uh, I've done a good amount of combat in my life and um, am am fairly capable. And yet nowhere near what it takes to be an Avenger. And so I would happily be on the sidelines, just kind of watching and recording everything, and uh, being able to to tell that story. Uh, because especially when you're in combat, when you're in a fight, you don't yourself have a clear picture of what's going on Very for true. later telling that story. And the work that they're doing is important work that needs to be told. So that's what I would do. Good answer. Nice. That was, you, you were quick on that, too. That, oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> Tim, Brian? Well, Tim, yeah. I, I know that I would most likely... How I probably want to work for the Justice League just so I can be the head chef. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I can feed Superman like pretty much anything or the Flash anything I want. And they would probably never get sick. They would automatically probably burn it off. Yeah. And I could literally cook all day for Flash and he would just constantly eat. I'd be like his, his life giver. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you could practice that Martian cuisine, too. That's what I'm saying. That, that this, could be a this, big this sounds like an awesome job to me. Thank you. Nice. Um, I would have to go to the Avengers. And, I mean, besides the obvious jokes that are coming from you guys as far as being a Marvel fanboy. Um, <laughs> and oh. this is – but this is why. It's, it's a government job, right? Mm-hmm. I get I get nice like a GS number uh, you know as a as a counselor or a therapist I could just work for them as a counselor or a therapist and get paid from the government get a good pension plan and everything like that I think I think that is probably like the best possible job I could have well no off location off site not on site <laughs> <laughs> no in home therapy there no have you not uh... doing, doing in home therapy at the Avengers <laughs> Avengers Mansion. <laughs> Have you read the Avengers, um, the, essentially the, the series of um, Avengers? This was, I think, in the 90s or maybe 80s, but I think it was in the 90s, where all the different members of the Avengers uh, had to had to essentially report in for counseling. Um, and the best one ever, the, the best one of the best things to come out of that is the, the stuff with Quicksilver uh, talking to a therapist. Oh no, go on. No, 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 no go on. Please. People because the therapist is like, so you're like a just a genuinely angry, frustrated person all the time. Why are you such a dick? Uh, he says it in a nicer way, but like that's like that's the gist of it. He's like, what's what's the deal? And it's some of my favorite comic book writing because it talks about Quicksilver was like, have you ever been in line at the bank behind someone who doesn't really know what they're doing and they're taking forever um, and it's extremely frustrating? That is my entire life. <laughs> wow. I gotta look wow. for that now, man. I didn't start collecting uh, uh, Avengers until like after Bendis took over. Mm-hmm. No, this yeah. is some some old classic stuff when Christopher oh. still had like a green outfit and it was nonsense looking stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a great it's a it's a great scene. I gotta look for that. That sounds hilarious, though. <laughs> so, um, what would yeah. your job be? Yeah, you're gonna answer your own question. Oh, totally. I'm going to answer. Good. So, Brian, despite what you may believe, I, too, would join the Avengers. I don't uh, consider myself a Marvel I'm, or DC fanboy. I'm a little what? shocked by this. Hold on. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, I prefer Superman. I like oh. the DC comics, but the movies are much better for Marvel. 
Ubermensch. I get it. I get it. Anyhow, my reasoning for joining is it's pretty simple. Uh, there's a large turnaround in the Avengers, and the majority of them have cars. I would be the guy detailing them and valeting. Because you're bigger into cars. I'm and, huge into cars. Tony Stark alone you know, would keep me occupied for you know, days. You'll be good with that. You'll get you'll get the spider car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my answer. Okay, question number two of three. Which superhero or villain would you like to be besties with for one day and shadow? Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't so have you want to play <laughs> Nope. DC or Marvel. Oh, DC or Marvel only? Oh, okay. All right. I got to think about it. Let's see. Wait, wait, were, you going, were, you going, were you going from one with your own world? I'm, I'm not allowed. So. No, wait, wait, not. Oh, oh no, 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 no. That, that, that would be easy. I'm sorry. I cannot allow <laughs> it. That, 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 that oh, is okay. easier, at least. But yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Hmm. Besties. Oh man, Ed, I don't know if I want to be besties with anyone. Like, if you're like the friend sidekick, you die. Like, no. Well, that depends on who you shadow. No, I'm not going to shadow somebody who's safe for me, but I'm going to shadow somebody who's I'm going to have the most interesting time with. Because that's what I that's what I want. I want I want interesting experiences. Uh, I'm going to shadow Cable. Oh my god. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Cable and I are going to have some great adventures, just ripping through time, all sorts of nonsense. Oh, gosh. Oh. I was not expecting that. Very funny. I think I got a good one. Well, no. I, I, I think along the lines of fun and adventurous and just wacky and zany, like, I think I'd want to be like Lobo's apprentice. <laughs> like, oh, I, sure. I want to ride on, on a little sidecar on his motorcycle of of spaceway travel and go to some distant planet going to try and lock up some fugitive. That's not a bad call. Oh man. I feel like it's it's too telling, but like what's the I think the character's name is like Triple Triple Zero? Is that his name from the the Darth Vader comics? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. That that just like really messed up Freaking evil version of C3PO. I would oh, like nice. to shadow. I would like to shadow him. I would like to see what he does. It's more like he he might turn on me and kill me at any moment. <laughs> you are a meatbag. Yeah, I'm a meatbag. I know I'm a meatbag. I get that. But up until that moment, I'm I I think he's he's in for like some fun times. Well, not anyone else, but at least he's into it. I think it'll be good. Wow, that's a good answer. <laughs> uh, I want to be in a galaxy far, far away. Well, it's funny you mentioned a galaxy far, far away because at first I thought I would want to shadow Oracle, but then I'd get bored quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would want to shadow the one above them all. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Got to think big. <laughs> oh. I think that's thinking way too big. Oh no, there is no oh, such thing. So Just for one day. For for those who who may not be up on the lore, 
Edge is Ed's like, I want a shadow god. It's pretty much what Edge is like. <laughs> I, I want yeah. a shadow Jack Kirby. Why not? <laughs> oh, though, though. Oh, Jack Kirby. Oh, that's the <laughs> guy, but yeah. He's that's some good work. <laughs> yeah, so that's who I would shadow and be besties for one day with. That uh, works. Thank you. Here's the last question. This is a doozy for you, Brian. Uh oh. Which comic book hero? See now it you can go anywhere. Doesn't have to be DC or Marvel anywhere. Which comic book hero would you like to see as a villain and which villain would you like to see as a hero? <gasps> oh. Hmm. Wow. Okay, I got hmm. my villain. Hmm. Let's see. Oh my gosh! All right, you know, and, and the problem is, is that a lot of times, like, you've already been like given this, you've already seen this happen. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of someone who isn't like we haven't seen that happen with before. I would want to see the Joker as a hero. Ooh, <sighs> you suck. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> And I think I'd want to see Iron Man as a villain, like just a straight up villain. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of happened, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean that that's kind of how I envision him every day. Like, oh. I guess you're right, but I mean, I want to see full on villain mode though. <sighs> oh, man, because you know he would make an, probably the best villain. I think I got one. Okay. Oh wow! I think I got one. Okay. All right. So this is what I would like to see. I think I would like to. I don't know if this has happened or not yet, because I don't know enough about the the lore behind him. But Adam Warlock, I'd like to see as a villain. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the dude was able to like plot and plan so far in advance that he his plan even included sacrificing everyone and still winning. Yeah, seeing that in a, in a villain would be interesting and scary. And like, I mean, even though he probably views himself as as a hero, I would like to see like what would happen if you kind of changed him enough where he was actually actually was one. Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. um, no, they're doing the thing. They're doing the thing with the kid. The, the kid that is apocalypse. He's got the the lines and. Deadpool hung out with them a bunch. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, the what? Kid who is Apocalypse, but he doesn't have any of that like memory. The knowledge, or... yeah. What? Wait, what's this? Oh man, see Marvel after Secret Wars. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with it all. Yeah. yeah it is, it so is. they, so the wait, they, they are trying to build something like that because that would be. I, I'm kind of interested in that. Yeah, I unfortunately don't have enough of the lore. In the, it may surprise you that in the last several years, I haven't really been reading comic books because I've been <laughs> too busy building them, and it really eats into your other time. Um, but <laughs> the, yeah, I, I remember reading stuff about that, and I don't know enough of that story to speak educatedly on it. So yeah, I, I've seen pictures of it and and read very little about it myself. Yeah. I, I think like it would be interesting to see him closer to the role of an Xavier or a Magneto. Sure. Es- especially yeah. with how they've twisted those two characters so much over the last like five right. years. It, it, it's almost more interesting to see someone swing the other way 
Hmm. All right. I have my answers. Okay. One of which is a bit more off the beaten path, and one is not. All right. The 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 villain that I'd like to see a hero has done heroic things before, but he's never been an outright hero. Um, and that is the villain Taskmaster. Ooh. Oh, I love choice. Taskmaster. He has my favorite power set, not in terms of my favorite power set to see or to write, but the one that if somebody's like, hey, you could have any power, what do you want? I want photographic reflexes. It's <laughs> the most useful. I watch a half an hour of Olympics, and all of a sudden, I'm amazing. Yep. Like, <laughs> the, I, I'll, 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 like, watch the cooking channel for a little bit, and then I'll watch the, <laughs> the American Ninja Warrior thing, and, like, I, I just... I'll, Every tutorial on YouTube is immediately immediately everything you need. This photographic <laughs> reflexes is so cool. And the way they deal with it with him is that Taskmaster doesn't have any long-term memory um, and that he, he thinks he's a mutant, but he's actually not, and he's got like all sorts of nonsense that's happened to him um, that uh, re- retconning him to not have a long-term memory was a great like story reason why he can just keep throwing himself aimlessly against heroes and losing. Um, I'd love oh, to see wow. him... There was a there was a comic in the 90s or the aughts I think in the aughts uh, that was done by Udon where they um, they kind of had it was a it was a Taskmaster and Deadpool thing but Taskmaster had his side thing where he was like doing heroic stuff and it was great and I would love to see a return to that um, but him is like an actual full on hero so that'd be fun mm-hmm. for the villain I want to take somebody who is a notable hero that is well-known, but messes with a lot of dark power, and I want to push him into that dark power and give him a reason to say, you know what? No, screw it. I'm just going against everything that I've worked for so long because it's been too much and people have asked too much of me. I want to see Doctor Strange as a full-on villain. I I was wondering if that's where you were going with that. Nice. Nice, yeah. especially because like Golden Age, like you know, that, well, I don't, the, like the older versions of him, he was like, so powerful. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, I, yeah, I think he is just that, like that that one step. Yeah. Before doing that. Right, and that's the thing is he's so powerful. You just push him over that edge. It's not it's not unreasonable for him to make that leap of like certain people be like, oh, you know, I'm going to take this character and do this, and it's like, okay, you're just doing that for the shock. Whereas with Doctor Strange. He is constantly fighting the draw of power. He is a, he is only as powerful as he is, which is very powerful because he's resisting the, the temptation for more. Yeah. So if you say, you know what? No, he, some sort of terrible thing is about to happen. Some sort of event, uh, you know, Galactus is here or whatever to destroy the world. And so he goes, great. You know what? I'll just merge with all of the power and defeat <laughs> yeah. his foe. But now, now I'm the problem. Um, I loved. Similarly, I loved what they did with the Phoenix Five, where they they split the yeah. stuff across several. Yeah. I loved Namor in that. He was so cool. I I, I actually uh, um, I, I like Namor a lot, which is weird because he's a ridiculous character um, who is frequently done poorly. But yeah, yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, but but I love his arrogance. It's delightful. I, I um, actually do too. That's one of the few times where it's like. And Marvel sometimes forgets to do this. That Namor is a top tier character for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Then you give him. Pro- oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yes, those are my answers. Wow. It's a hard act to follow. I think Tim <laughs> might know where one of my alliances lie, but um, I'll start off with the easy one. The hero that I would like to see eventually played as a villain would be Doctor Fate. Oh Ooh. sure. 
Yeah. Okay. I think there's a lot of untapped potential there, and I don't, I don't necessarily consider him all the way good. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, the way that he has his powers and transfers his powers is a little bit suspicious. It's, pre- it's yeah. pretty dark. I'd like yeah. to see him go all the way dark and what that yeah. be like. Would it be that Dr. Fate is all the way dark or that, like, the most recent form that he yeah, had? Like, that, that Dr. Fate himself, because yeah. I believe that Dr. Fate is intentionally neutral. Yeah. I'd like to see him all the way evil. Who would he be inhabiting? Regardless of whoever he inhabited, he'd turn that person evil. Right. I, feel like, I, yeah. I would want to see, like, I would want to know what event pushed Dr. Fate to that, because the the, the neutrality of Dr. Fate, I, th- I feel like, is an important story element for him. So there would have to be something. That's why, like, with, when I was saying the Dr. Strange, I was like, he had to have a reason to uh, to grab that power. So I would want to know what, what pushed Dr. Fate that direction. But, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. And the villain that I would like to be, well, be portrayed as a hero, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank uh, you. Yeah. It, I like that. That that was well. I guess I guess that was the hero. Brad. That, that was, was the hero Gotham deserved. <laughs> you mean Joker? <laughs> oh, like, well, let's not go too far off on the tangent there. Well, oh man. Um, be, like yeah, no, Bat- Batman's only considerable as a hero because his rogues gallery is just so awful. It is like okay, well he's. Less bad than those guys. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, any hero, quote-unquote hero, that uses fear and intimidation to uh, right wrong, kind of questionable in my book. Sinestro? <laughs> exactly, Brian. E- exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. I, I have I have a, a backup answer um, for uh, a villain as a hero because I've, I've, I was thinking somebody was going to call me on the Taskmaster thing because he's done hero stuff. Uh, the other one would be Mr. Sinister. <laughs> wow. Nice. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's, wow. And the, 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 the heroes would never trust him. He'd be like, I'm, I'm a hero and I'm helping you guys out. I'm a hero now. And they'd be like, no, you're up to something. He's like, no, I'm seriously not up to something. Yeah. No, your name is How Mr. Sinister. That? Exactly. <laughs> your name is Mr. Sinister. You're not fighting any evil. And then at some point in time, after enough time of him consistently being a hero, consistently being trustworthy, and consistently doing the right thing, when the heroes finally have learned to depend on him, he reveals his master strategy that it was a trick the entire time and betrays them all. Okay. I mean, that that sounds like a Wednesday for him. Right. <laughs> but it was, it, like, obviously it's coming, but by the time everybody's like, oh, I guess it's not happening. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I, I was like, you bring up Sinister, and I'm like, how how does he justify his genetic experiments to them? <laughs> that was his misguided past. He oh. was forced into it by otherworldly dark forces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DNA. <laughs> I can justify anything. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. I before you know you get that sense that we might start be winding down soon but before we get to that i wanted to to say and ask something one um when i met you in person i did i did say this in person and you know i'll I'll reiterate it again thank you for just the amount of diversity in your in your games my pleasure like like i said from the beginning it's the stories that we wanted to tell and the stories that we wanted to tell had a, a, a sort of different spectrum than a lot of mainstream comics. So 
And and not only in, in comics, but in gaming in general, it, it's something that I feel sometimes is lacking is, mm-hmm. is the diversity. So, yeah, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And it's getting better. I uh, It's not getting better across the board, but there are lots of companies nowadays that have realized the importance of that. Um, and I am I'm pleased the industry um in, in many ways, I'm pleased with the industry. There's many ways in which I'm not pleased with the industry, but uh, there are there are lots of people that are doing the right thing, and I, I I'm thrilled that that is the case nowadays. Yeah, it definitely is, and, and I'm very happy for it too. Yeah, I just want to say one last thank you for ruining me for every other tabletop RPG out there. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> oh man, he gets so picky as it is. Ah, oh. <laughs> it's so hard to get him to play certain things as it is. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Gotta have standards. <laughs> well, have you, uh, uh, have you, Ed, have you played a worker placement game that you like? Uh, no, just called just life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you? Uh, have any of you played New Bedford? No, 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 no I haven't. Yeah. It's a it's a worker placement game that we put out at Gen Con last year, um, and it's I I didn't design it, I didn't develop it, like we published it, but it is that is entirely out of my hands. Um, I did some minor copy copy editing at the end of the process, but like really I had nothing to do with that game. So I can just be an unabashed fan of it. We we published it because it's an amazing game. Uh, it was designed by first time game designer Nat Levon, and he knocked it out of the park. And I'm bringing it up because if you are a picky player and you want a game that's going to give you a rich experience but also be able to stand up to like a mechanical scrutiny i love this game it is a fantastic game it is it it echoes the experience of the building of the town of new bedford which is the town that all of the whaling expeditions launched uh in like moby dick time and things and so um it's it, it is both a town building and whaling game where every round has two phases the town phase and the uh, the whaling phase where your ships go out to sea and do stuff. Um, and either one of those two phases in of itself would be a fine game that might get published. Um, but instead it's combined into one thing where you're both dealing with your stuff back at home and your stuff out at the sea. Um, anyway, I, I hardly recommend it. Uh, it's, it's a game that I recommend with great frequency because it's so much fun and it's so mechanically sound. I have to try that out. Yeah, well, I mean, heck, if you guys are going to be at Metatopia, I'll bring a copy with me and teach you. Oh, please do. Oh, that sounds great. Because Metatopia, we're, we're definitely going to Metatopia again this year. I'll be there. Yes, and this will be my first time. Great, great. Yeah, I'll plan on bringing a copy. I will yeah, remind myself. That's a little ways away from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think this is time for us to say goodnight. Uh, so thank you for coming on, Chris. It was a pleasure talking to you, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do this again. Yeah. Um, but Seriously, yeah, uh, feel free to just go down the long list of plugs that you wanna you wanna give. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, so, uh, um, lots of exciting things. I, I'm glad I got to sneak in and talk about New Bedford in there because uh, I don't know how I was gonna do it anyway. Other, <laughs> yeah, it's a great game. We've got some other new exciting games coming out, including uh, Spirit Island is a cooperative game that we're that's coming out very soon uh, from us, like in the next month. Um, that is a a cooperative. Um, Worker removal game instead of a worker placement game. The game is playing a worker placement game trying to colonize this island, but you are all playing as spirits defending the island from the invaders, and you have to grow in power and uh, take primal boons in order to drive these invaders off your land, and it's super fun. Um, we've got a game called Laser Riders that is a, an 80s uh, action Saturday morning cartoon sort of thing that you, you're flying these 
light cycles around through space, creating lasers as you fly. And the really cool thing about it is the game is played on whatever table you play on. Um, so that's super awesome. Like the table you play on is the is the boundaries of the game space. So you can play a very different game um, just by changing your play space. Uh, so yeah, those are both. Those are our next two games that are coming out, and they're super awesome. Uh, for more information on everything we're doing, visit us at www.greaterthangames.com, and you can find us also on Twitter at GT, GT Games LLC. Um, you can find me on Twitter at GTG Christopher, uh, and I also mentioned my podcast, The Letters Page, uh, which is at uh, we didn't manage to get thelettersspage.com, I don't think, but we have anyway greaterthangames.com/slash the letters page um, or just find us on Twitter at SC letters page. The SC stands for Sentinel Comics. And I think that's about everything. Oh, no. uh, I mentioned earlier that we had another Sentinel, Sentinels the Multiverse card mechanics game happening on Kickstarter right now. Um, a, a, a friend of ours, a fellow company uh, called Green Ronin, uh, they publish the fantastic Mutants and Masterminds game uh, RPG as well as many other games. Uh, and Green Ronin is... Um, Currently kickstarting Sentinels of Earth Prime, which is a Sentinels of the Multiverse. It's a Sentinels card game. It's a Sentinels of the Multiverse-esque um, superhero cooperative comic book card game in which three to five heroes fight against villains in overwhelming environments. Uh, I am designing it, but they are publishing it. It's their characters, their stories. Um, I'm just in there to make sure that the card mechanics work properly because I, I'm somewhat good at writing those games nowadays. Uh, <laughs> Nice. So uh, that's on Kickstarter right now, and it is already funded. It funded in the first, uh, I think it funded in like nine hours or something. So it's <laughs> wow. doing well. Check it out. Sentinels of Earth Prime on Kickstarter from Green Ronin. Uh, they uh, have done some great storytelling over there, and I am excited to be part of that process. Awesome. Did I forget anything? Did I leave anything out? Um, do you do you have a, like an estimate for when uh, Sentinels RPG will be on Kickstarter? Uh, I mean, so the, I can tell you for sure. We the current thing that we are finishing as hard and fast, but also as correctly as we can, is Sentinels of the Multiverse Oblivion, the final expansion. Yeah. Um, it is delayed right now, and it's delayed because it turns out ki- killing off your baby is really difficult. Um, there's a lot of factors that. Um, have delayed it that are mechanical factors and that are publishing factors, but the primary one is that it's taking me a long time to write all of the content and do it in a way that I am satisfied with it to get it out the door. This is the final Sentinels the Multiverse thing I'll ever make, and it's got to be perfect. Um, mm. And so I feel bad. It is my fault and my responsibility that it is delayed, but it's also I am confident that I make the correct decision. Uh, so with that, um, it is delayed, but it is not far from not far from publishing right now. We are very close uh, to getting everything out the door. As soon as we get that back from the printer, which is going to be at least a month or two turnaround time, uh, as soon as we get that back from the printer, we ship that out to everybody. And then once everybody's received their Oblivion shipment, so everybody has their products in hand, then we launch the Sentinels uh, Comics RPG Kickstarter. Uh, we've okay. been working on it for a while, but we don't want to. We don't want to put another Sentinel Comics thing out there until people have Oblivion. All right, that's cool. Uh, that that gives me a good range. Like, and what we'll do is is um on our end, when once we see that Oblivion's coming out, we'll we'll make sure to mention it on the show. Sure. Yeah, Oblivion will be coming out, and and the the, the first thing that anybody's going to see for for the Sentinel Comics. Uh, RPG is the starter kit, which, like I said, Thursday of Gen Con is going to be everywhere. And uh, yeah, things are things are moving from there. Uh, so 
I, I'd be I'd be eager to hear how you guys how you guys like it once you get your hands on it. Sounds yeah. good. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, I, I think this is officially where we're going to say goodnight. And uh, thank you for coming on. And like I said before, hopefully we can do this again once uh, the RPGs is rearing towards uh, coming to a Kickstarter. Sounds great. So good night, everyone. Um, I'm going to say Super Fighting Hero Omnitron. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, peace. Thanks for having me on and keep on saving the multiverse. This is our personal interest. Thank you for listening. And, well, good night.